everyone. Welcome to the Practica Podcast, where we encourage the practical application of the pulpit ministry in the local church. I am one of your hosts, Josh Loftus, and I'm here on Ep One. Yeah. Of of this this journey into a brand new podcast because the world needs another podcast, right? This is exactly There's a shortage. This is exactly what we needed. It's actually it's a very untapped market right now for podcasts. Yeah. But uh, yeah, my name is Josh Loftus. I'm here with my co-host, my co my my equal of equal value co-host. I hate the term co-host because it always seems like there's a hierarchy. David, David, how are you? <laughs> I'm good. It's David. <laughs> I'm good. Yes, one of one of the co-hosts on the rare podcast. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Very rare. Very mm-hmm. rare. You know what? That's okay. The people demand it, so we say we are here. There you go. And when they don't demand he, it, we think they need it. Here we are, Lord. Send us. Right. <laughs> yeah. That's where we're at. David, how are you, my man? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I'm looking forward to. Uh, this podcast, the conversation, um, the subjects we'll cover, it'll be good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, why don't we dive in? I mean, it's it's ep one, so I think it would behoove us. That's a big word right there. It would behoove us mm-hmm. to um, talk about maybe a little bit of who, who we are, mm-hmm. um, what we're thinking in regards to kind of what this podcast is for, who it's for, what we're hoping to accomplish with the podcast, just just kind of an introductory episode to the podcast, so first-time listeners uh, kind of get what what it's for, right? Yeah. right? So uh, why, don't, why don't you start us off, David? How, tell us about you, sure. who you are, what you do, and then uh, and then maybe you can shoot it over to me, and then we'll uh, we'll go from there. Sure. Um, well, as as you have already mentioned, my name is David Lawler, and I am the preaching pastor at Redeemer Reformed Baptist Church in Cedro Woolley, Washington. Um, it's a little town that I always like to say feels like it was pulled out of the South and put into Skagit County. Um, it's true. Yeah, I've it's, never heard that, but but I know exactly what you mean. Yeah, it's yeah, true. and it's it's true to the to the town. It's a, a lot of people from, uh, I think. Uh, um, North Carolina that came over for logging. And so it's a logging town. It's a hyphenated town, the only in, mm-hmm. in Washington, um, yeah, which is crazy um, okay. because it was two towns, Cedro and Woolley. And so my wife and I were a part of... So they hyphenated. Very, very progressive of them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's really funny, too, because you can tell who is a part of what town historically yeah. when you say, like, uh, yeah, we live here in Woolley. And they go, you mean Cedro? Or if you say, yeah, we live here in Cedro, and people go, you mean Woolly? It was quite an interesting thing to learn. Yeah. Um, but yeah, very tight-knit community, um, very conservative. Um, obviously, when we um, came to uh, Baptist convictions, Reformed convictions, that was not a difficulty to communicate in this community, uh, particularly the Baptist convictions. Uh, but I actually grew up Pentecostal. Um, I grew up <clears throat> in the Foursquare Church. Um, Dad did homeless ministries. My mom did uh, women's ministries. And so very much um, throughout my young years um, to today, I've had a lot of eclectic ministry experience Sure. Um, from age 17 to today. Um, I've done all kinds of both volunteer and vocational ministry from uh, you know, production and really high production kind of churches, <clears throat> um, done worship, uh, youth ministry, uh, all kinds of 
things, a directorial kind of ministry, pastoral ministry. And so the more I um, studied the word, the more I um, just kind of worked out in youth and college ministry, the more um, uh, I had a just great desire for expository preaching. I had mm. read that little nine marks book, that little orange book, expositional preaching, yeah, Solid. read it with uh, a few other guys after that. And so from there, of course, you know, when the college guy can preach, um, you know, you have him preach in the main service and then when he can preach the main service, um, well, you think, okay, well, let's send him off to a location. So, sure, sure. so I had started in, in out here in Cedra Woolley. And I think the reason why, it's valuable to share this bit of information is because um, the church was at a place where it was set up, tear down. The people were really tired and there were some evident needs. Um, and while everyone is going to look at different needs um, and go, this is the primary one. Uh, of course, I think both from my conviction and my study, the, the one I felt that was the greatest need was expositional preaching. And so I really <clears throat> tried to make the point that, we just need to work through books of the Bible. We need to really see the practical application in preaching and how that really bleeds into every part of life. Um, and a while back, I had heard the term or the statement made that the pulpit drives the church. Mm -hmm. um, and I thought nothing of that. But really, what is preached will really uh, influence. It will really direct the church or it will harm the church. Yeah. And so... Um, I think from that, you know, we were, um, I was just learning um, the doctrines of grace, and um, that was really uh, a big deal to me in, in preaching the, the sovereignty of God and, and God's choosing of sinners that are, that are uh, totally depraved and um, that it is by divine grace. And so from there, of course, I even learned a lot in, in the process of preaching, learned theologically, learned relationally, pastorally, and there's been, of course, ups and downs as always, but I think what's brought me to um, today is really that that heart for preaching, and mm. specifically in a Spurgeon-esque sense that preaching needs to be about proclaiming Christ, that yeah. it needs to be gospel-centered, and I find that when I'm when I'm you know most broken or I'm most kind of getting my eyes off of the the focus of that that practical application for sheep and 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 communicating the shepherd's words that they would hear his voice, then it's it's not as <clears throat> gospel centered in the critical way it needs to be, and as it's historically intended to be of pointing to Christ. So that's been a really important. Um, uh, focus for me, and I don't know if I'm jumping ahead by explaining why. Then, in my thought, I'm thinking why this is valuable. Um, it's very, very, uh, very preacherly of you. I know. I'm, I'm just. I'm, I'm working through notes. my points. Stick to the notes, Dave. Yeah. Stick to the notes. Yeah. <laughs> but that's kind of who I am. Um, you know, I'm. I really do. Uh, I love pastoring out here, uh, regardless of its ups and downs. Uh, obviously, we've just you know, been going through some of the challenges of, uh, of COVID and all of that. And, yeah, yeah. and that's one where I think that the church is, is trying to figure out how to get back to uh, solid expositional preaching and how that does nourish sheep and, and, and even how do we continue to uh, uh, care for our people and not just preach one-offs or preach what the celebrity preachers are preaching, but but how do we just walk our people verse by verse, chapter by chapter, through the truths of Scripture? 
so that's been a big focus. Um, that's kind of who I am and, and kind of what even motivates my thinking in this podcast. There so, we go. But, but what about you? Who, people should know who you are. Um, I'm a nobody. No, I don't think so. Nobody. <laughs> um, but for you, uh, yeah. tell, tell us who Josh Loftus is. Yeah, well, first off, thank you for saying my last name correctly. You're welcome. Uh, Do people I mean, mess that up? All the time. Really? Well, it's a Norwegian name. So, so, sure. so both of us having Norwegian heritage, Yes. right? People mess our last names up all the time. I've heard from everything from... Loftus to Loftus to Lofpus, like it just it just it, it just gets worse. As it, you keep it, going. it gets worse as as I get older, and it's never correct. <laughs> mm-hmm. So thank you. It is Loftus. I oh, appreciate you're very welcome. the correct alliteration. See, and mine oh. is um, mine is Irish from my dad. My mom is that's right. First generation that's right. You American. Don't technically, have a Norwegian last name. I don't have a Norwegian yeah. last name. Um, uh, if you know, if my dad took my mom's name, which I'm, I think it's smart that he didn't. But if he <laughs> if he did, it would be Jensen. So that's very Jensen. Norwegian. Yes, it is. But yeah. Uh, yeah. but Lawler is Irish, and for whatever reason, people struggle with it. Well, it's the extra so they, L. Like people think probably it's, it, yeah. They, yeah, pe- yeah, I've heard Loyler. Yep, and uh, Lawer, Lawer, yep. yeah, Lawer. Yep, yeah, all kinds yeah. of yeah, stuff. Yeah, so we'll, we'll we'll just struggle together for the rest 100%. of our life. On it. Well, that's yeah. yeah. I mean, that's kind of my motto. Struggle, yeah, st- yeah, yeah. Don't don't struggle in obscurity. Yeah, there you Find go. Find someone else to struggle with. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah. So um, I also grew up in the church. My my folks uh, have been in ministry as long as I can remember. Um, my uh, my parents were uh, and actually still are heavily involved in uh, newthetic biblical counseling. Um, ran a business. I almost said a business. It's not a business at all. Uh, ran a residential uh, biblical counseling ministry for girls and women suffering from drug, alcohol addictions, eating disorders, unplanned pregnancies, suicide. You know, just across the gambit. Um, Ran that in a small ranch out in Tenasket, Washington. So if anybody knows where that is, Eastern Washington, just kind of you hit, you hit, you know, uh, Wenatchee. And you keep going north till you almost drop off the end of the earth or head into Canada, whichever happens first, right? <laughs> um, so I grew up in ministry. Grew up being just saturated in the the biblical counseling world. Um, is just kind of just part of life. Like it's really all I knew, right? So obviously that kind of took root in my heart uh, at a quite early age. Um, I can't point back to a certain time or, or 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 date when salvation happened, when regeneration happened. But I believe it it took root sometime in in high school, probably sophomore junior year, uh, when I heard the gospel preached. Um, and I, for the first time, truly felt the weight of my sin. Uh, I was presented with what my sin cost, <laughs> mm. right? And uh, what the price of it was. Um, and I, I, I believe it was somewhere around there where I truly understood, wow, the gravity of the gospel, right? The gravity of my sin, but also the, the, the incredible grace that has covered over that, that sin in Christ, right? Yeah. Um, so felt a deep need uh, and and sense of calling to go into the ministry. Um, so after I graduated college, uh, got married, hopped right into the ministry as a, a youth pastor. Um, 
in a Reformed Presbyterian church uh, out, out where I lived. Uh, and it was kind of there that I was first exposed to kind of the the very deep truths of covenantal theology, confessional theology, right. uh, obviously from a Presbyterian standpoint, right? Yeah. Um, I'm very grateful for my f- folks. They, I, I grew up on on preaching from R.C. Sproul, Steve Lawson, John MacArthur, right? Like, like all of these, all of these guys who hold the word of God very high, yeah. right? Uh, and I learned from a very early age, the, uh, I learned an appreciation for that type of preaching, right? So, uh, I became, uh, I kind of honestly through that, uh, reform Presby for a while, um, I was all in man, all in on it. And then I was introduced to this thing called, Reformed Baptist, right? And I started digging into that theology, and it's like, oh, what's what's the 1689? You know, what's yeah. the, the London Baptist Confession? Things like that. And I found very quickly that theologically, that is that, that's really where that's really where I landed, mm-hmm. right? Um, so, yeah, uh, fully embraced covenant confessional theology from a Reformed Baptist perspective. Um, I've been heavily involved in different types of ministry for a while. Um, biblical counseling is usually always very prevalent in all of those, but uh, been in pastoral ministry, uh, been a preaching pastor, a youth pastor, um, stuff with counseling for sure. I'm pretty heavily involved in uh, podcasts. It's just kind of a niche that I that I found. I think, David, you, you, you and I share kind of an affinity for uh, the digital arts. We both yeah. like audio production and right. uh, videography, photography, and stuff like that. That's always been something that I've really heavily gravitated gravitated toward. Yeah. So I'm on a few other podcasts. Uh, the Reformatory being one of them. That's kind of the the most long standing one. Uh, and then and then this one and uh, uh, and um, yeah, it's just it's that's that that's kind of been my my journey from kind of the the inception of when that regeneration started to kind of where I find myself now. And yeah. uh, I think over the past probably f- five or six years, um, I have really found a deep love and, and, a, and, and a great need uh, in, in my own heart to manifest that theology and all of those, all of the, the theology that's in my head, the training that I have in counseling to really put that focus into the local church. Anybody who knows me or that is aware of any of the podcasts or, you know, any social media, I wear my love of the local church on my sleeve, right? It's just something that I love. I adore just because of the great benefit one that I have gained through it. Yeah. (laughs) Um, The local church, the local church ministry, especially small town, local church. Like I've just, I've got a heart for it, man. Like it just, it's something that I love so much. Um, I love doing, you know, the, the pulpit thug thing, you know, when a pastor needs a break, um, I've got, you know, churches, Cedra Willie, you know, Redeemer yeah. being one of them. I think our that's, church has greatly benefited from that. Yeah. Well, I, yeah. yeah, definitely, I definitely appreciate it. It's always a joy. It's always a joy coming up to Cedra Willie, to Redeemer. Love the people, love serving you guys that way. Um, and that's kind of, kind of how you and I kind of formed that relationship. Right. Uh, we, I think we might've met, you know, as, as much as you can meet online. Right. Um, and then uh, there was a great actually debate on Facebook between two individuals a little while ago trying to take credit 
to who introduced us, <laughs> yeah, right? I think it was right. Jim. Jim Fickert is a, a pastor of communion up here. Great yep. guy. And then uh, Jordan Embry. J- Jordan Embry. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah Who is no longer in the area. Yeah. But they were bickering back and forth trying to decide who, who it was that deserved the credit. For yep. We bring, just sat back and we just and, sat and just back watched, and watched gloried it. in it. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> That's right. Well, it is kind of funny as you share about. Uh, uh, you know who you are some of your background it is kind of interesting some of the ways in which um our our uh, upbringings our 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 interests are are similar yeah you and yeah. i have a lot of differences but we also have a lot in common which i think 100 is also why you know as we've talked about this podcast and the value of it what it would be about is why i think um there's a great fit between us being co-hosts and and having some of these conversations about you know the pa- the practical application in the pulpit ministry um you know having both the pastoral and biblical counseling perspective um, for you, you even it, having both of those, <clears throat> being able to talk through some of those things really does kind of get after, as we've talked before, the whole person, you know, not just, well, here's the theological facts you need to know. Um, and I think there are theological facts to know, but I think there's also things um, to apply to your heart and and in your daily walk with Christ and all of that. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I think, you know, I think, again lends itself to why we thought putting putting some of these conversations that we have out there right would be i i think beneficial to us just just one because i mean i i've benefited hugely from our conversations and it's always very exciting to me to find another individual that you share so much in common with but yet approach situations from different uh, perspectives, right, right, because I mean, both both you and I agree with so much theologically, like probably ninety nine percent of things, right. But how we were raised and the emphasis to which we we put on certain things, sure, you being much more much more focused on the expositional side of things and the preaching side of things. Even though I love preaching, uh, I think counseling is definitely probably more of a passion of mine. Yeah, whereas preaching, like you are passionate about it, right? So even the perspectives that we have and, and and one's not one's not more beneficial than the other right right the the different perspectives i think lend toward a very good nuanced overarching uh way of engaging in certain topics right which is kind of what we wanted this podcast to be yeah right? absolutely so uh practica right comes from practice right mm-hmm. and it's 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 the idea that we want to to create a podcast that dives into the practical application of what is preached on Sunday morning, mm-hmm. right? So, with that comes a comes a couple of a couple of housekeeping items, if you will, right? Like we, one of the things that we wanted to make very very clear from the get go is that this podcast, the episodes of this podcast is primarily, not exclusively, but primarily for the saints at Redeemer and Cedar Woolley. Right, exactly. And that is something that we wanted to make very clear. It's not that we don't want other people to listen and be edified and be encouraged, right, and perhaps be challenged by, um, but unless you are a covenant member at Cedar Woolley, uh, you know, at uh, Redeemer, David's not your pastor. Right. right. Amen. We don't have any. We don't have any authority, right, over that. Um, um, so it's it's. We wanted to make very clear that this.
podcast, the things that we say, the things that, that we want to encourage the saints in is primarily for the saints at Redeemer. Right. Although we do hope that if the Lord wills through his spirit, he will use it to encourage other saints that choose to listen to it and take those things that you learned, those things that you have questions about um, and, and use them to apply to your own local church. Right. And, right. and, and to, to encourage the saints of your own local church. So we wanted to state that first. Right. Um, and again, I want to be clear. If you're not going to Redeemer and Cedar Woolley, we still hope that you listen. Yeah. <laughs> We're not saying. It doesn't bar you from <laughs> yes. subscribing to the podcast. This is not yeah. for you. Yeah. Yeah. But I think in that, I think one of the, the helpful points um, that we want to make is the fact that. You know, when I sit down during the week and I'm praying through a particular text, I am specifically praying for the members of our church and those that are currently uh, either in process of membership or or even maybe checking out our church. Yeah. And right. so I, we're talking about people who I have or or Lord willing will sit at the same table with and and hear them speak face to face and and yeah. them hear me speak and hear doctrine applied. Hundred percent. Um, and so we kind of get after that, um, how we how we know each other. I, I mean, again, I hold the view that if, if a guy's going to pastor, therefore he's a shepherd, then the shepherd has to smell like sheep. Mm, yeah. Well, within that, you're talking about a local application. And so I think there's obviously why we would put this out into the public forum is because we obviously see there is value for the listener, um, even beyond Redeemer, um, to be able to apply certain principles. Um, but yeah, at the same time, I think both of us having such a deep love and conviction and care for the local church, um, I think what we're wanting to do in every time when, of course, as we get to the future episodes where we're breaking down some of my expositions and talking about, okay, how do, how do people apply that? Hopefully, people can take those general um, applications and apply them um, with their own pastor's preaching. That's the that's the hope. That's the yeah. dream. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I agree. If it's an important reminder for the listener um, uh, beyond uh, those at Redeemer. Yeah. So, with the remaining time that we have here, let's let's dive in a little bit to um, what the podcast is going to look like. Absolutely. Right? Format wise. And why we formatted it the way that we did. Right. Right. Um, so you uh, alluded to it just a couple seconds ago, but what this podcast is going to do is it's going to follow the preaching schedule and the preaching passages that are covered at Redeemer in Sudorowili. Right. So right. whether we're going through Ephesians or going through uh, Titus or going through First John or you know whatever book it is, obviously you preach that expositionally, right? Right. Um, so what this podcast is is to be a greater explanation and a greater exposition, specifically of the practical application of those passages, right? Because when you're preaching a sermon, obviously every sermon needs to have an aspect where it is applicable. How then should we live right. based on what we hear and read in scripture, right? But your entire sermon is not always that. <laughs> Correct. And there's always times where you like you don't have enough time to suss out how do we greater live in this these these truths 
in light of you know the culture that we live in, yeah. in light of our local church, in light of other concepts we read in scripture, right? You don't always have time to suss out exactly all of the nuances and all of the information that you want to in you know a 45, 50 minute or if you're super uber reformed, 55 minute sermon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? Um, I only went 45 this last Sunday. So. I was impressed. Uh, yeah. I was impressed. Yeah. yeah. I sensed you were coming, so I shortened it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, we know Josh's attention span is like that of yeah. a 12 year old. So let's, 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 let's throw him a bone. Yeah. yeah. I appreciate I'm gonna, it. I'm going to abbreviate the Greek. I'm not going to go too deep. <laughs> and we'll focus. No, I'm just kidding. I don't yeah. do that. Yeah. But I, I will say, you know, with that with that in mind, every single one of my expositions, um, I, I think there's times where it's where it's very easy to either tease out or, or explicitly state this is the application here. At times that's not easy because there may be a broad application, there may be a very deep application that takes time. Sure. And an application is sometimes gonna look different for for different believers um some are going to you know again the question of my last exposition in ephesians this last sunday was are you standing firm in christ well Mm. there are believers who are going to pray in 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 great praise and rejoice lord thank you of how you have brought me to a point of learning to stand firm others are going to be at a point of lord i don't know how to stand firm right what does that even look like right like what does that mean to stand firm exactly culture that we live in Right. Right. And so I think the, the, the goal and the aim of this podcast is really to help the believer at Redeemer and, and, and throughout the church in a greater sense mm-hmm. to say, okay, that question was asked. How is that applied? Um, what, what were some of the, the, the prayers that motivated some of those points? And, you know, even maybe we'll get into it in another episode. But, you know, in my notes, where I begin at the beginning of the week is a list of about 12 to 15 questions that I'm thinking through. And I think questions are critical for the believer to be asking of mm-hmm. themselves, of their commitment, of their relationship with the Lord and others. And so hopefully this will be a series of, you know, asking some of those questions and, and seeking to answer them in care for the believer in the local church. Well, and I would say, too, that if... if if we are going to understand scripture correctly and we're going to show that we understand scripture correctly, there must be a real world, real life application of that scripture. Yeah. Right. Like I'm thinking of, of, uh, uh, first Corinthians 13, right. Starting in verse one, obviously it's the chapter on love, right. And that's where everyone goes when they right. get married. Right? right. But, but verses, verses one, uh, through three really are the heart of what we're talking about here, where Paul says, if I speak in the tongues of men and angels, but have not love, I'm a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. And if I have a prophetic power and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, if I have all faith so as to remove mountains, but have not love, I am nothing. If I give away all that I have, and if I deliver up my body to be burned, but have not love, I gain nothing. Yeah. Right, And it's this idea that we can have all the theology in the world, right? We can cross all the theological T's and dot all the confessional I's and, and, and just be a, have, have a robust theological system that we view everything through, right? And we're confessional, we're covenantal, we've got that in the bag. I understand God's sovereignty and, and Calvinism, right? And, and all, the, all the different heresies to watch out for. You can have all that, but if it is not resulting in real life application, if our lives are then not changed, 
If we do not, then act in a certain way to our brothers and sisters in our church and to the lost in our culture. It's not doing any good. And we've missed the point, right? We've missed the point of the theology. We've missed the point of the preaching. We've missed the point of what it is that we are to be doing as Christians in light of what we are told. Right. Right. So there must be a practical application, real world application to the theology that we learn. Otherwise, it's just knowledge that puffs up. Right? Yeah. And we've all seen, like all of us listening can understand either by something we've seen in culture or, I mean, for me, I mean, just me personally, I know what happens when my theology is administered without love. Yeah. Like I've seen what happens. Right. And I have like many shameful moments in my past where I see that, oh, my theology was so good, but I was awful. Yeah. (laughs) I was a jerk and I did not actually show that I believed that theology. Right. They're called the doctrines of grace for a reason. (laughs) Right. Right. So it's, I think it's, it's, it's that specific avenue that I think we're really wanting to nail home here. Yeah. In practica, because we want there to be a practical application, a practice of the doctrine that we hear on Sunday morning. So, yeah. So what's that going to look like format wise, man, coming, coming down the pike, right? Like we're going to be starting, starting a new book. Yeah. Right, coming up here. You, you guys are in Ephesians right now. We're in Ephesians this Sunday. We'll, we'll wrap up the book really on a focus of um, supporting gospel ministry. Paul saying, please pray for me as you persevere in prayer okay. and in your commitment with one another. So pray for, for me, the ministry that I'm doing. Our, one of our brothers will come to you and encourage you. And it's really an opportunity to show why we need to care about missions and gospel ministry, even mm-hmm. beyond our four walls. Um, so we're going to wrap up in that. But as we go into the new year, we're going to begin in a study of First John. And so as we begin in 1 John, really at the heart of of the assurance we have in Christ, a reminder, um, I truly believe it's the Apostle John communicating there, and you see a lot of parallels to the Gospel of John. Yeah. We spent uh, about three years going through the Gospel of John, and so it's, it's, I think, a really healthy reminder going back to it, because we can say, hey, we just spent three years, uh, right, just right. in, you know, we ended in 2020, but yet it's easy to forget Gospel truth. And so, again, that kind of touches on the, um, you know, we can know all this theology, but if the knowledge doesn't touch our hearts and, and our hands and our feet, then there's an inconsistent problem. And so, we don't want to have faith without works. We don't want to have works without faith. And so, it's really working those things out. So, I think one of the ways that the the podcast will take on that form of of grabbing that exposition, some of the questions I've asked maybe in this sermon. I, I love to ask questions when there's opportunity. Um, when I think clearly of the text, I think the questions become more clear. Sure, sure. Um, yeah. And so I think in this podcast, we'll have an opportunity to dialogue about things we've said. Um, I'll probably find an avenue for our people um, to, and maybe even those who, who are listening um, to be able to reach out and communicate about things of maybe where they need more clarity in how to apply something. Yeah, I think yeah. that will be a benefit, you know, so that I'm not just trying to assume how people apply things, but actually shepherding people through applying things. So I think those will be a couple things in the practical application. Um, there's always times where, um, 
you know, you're preaching and you realize there's a there's a there's a positive restraint you need to have to not go off into every doctrinal truth, you know, every nuanced Greek text that you right. think of. And I think good pos- exposition does that. It 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 restrains that because the goal is gospel application. I think that historically has been true, and I think it's the I think it is the uh, preaching method um, that gets at the heart of the whole person. And so within that, I think that will be a big focus in in some of what we'll do. And I think as well, um, one of the things of how you know obviously you and I relate is that there will be some things that I think take shape in the midst of the podcast is we kind of learn the practical application ourselves. So those are some of my thoughts of what it will, what it will look like. And I'm hoping that that is edifying both to our people and listeners, even outside our local church that are edified by it. hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. So basically what it's going to look like is we're starting, you're starting in uh, first John. Yep. First of the year. So say, yeah. So, so come 2022 first of the year, you know, say you're in chapter one versus I'm just spitballing here. One, like one through five, right? Like, yeah, that that next episode coming out after that Sunday will be a practical application of First John chapter one verses one through five. Absolutely. Right? So that's just and that's just the format that we're going to take, right? So right, um, man, I'm excited. I think I think this is this is I think a very you know we, we were joking at the beginning like you know <laughs> the last thing the world needs is another podcast, right? right? But I really think this is a very unique. Uh, focus for a podcast, and that it's not just two dudes talking about whatever they want, right? And yeah. and I really love the, I love the local church focus of it. Yeah, right. That that this primarily, like we said, it's for the saints that we love at Redeemer. Yeah, right. But we also hope and pray that if you are listening to this and you are not of that flock, that this is encouraging to you, right? Like and and that it spurs you on to to. To greater understanding of the Word of God and a greater uh, a greater mentality, if you will, to be looking at Scripture in light of how does this change me? Right, right. And I think I think one of the benefits of doing this, uh, both for the 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 members at Redeemer who I love dearly, um, and also those who would who would listen, is to get to get a a further grasp in the in the thinking of a pastor mm. of of why are they preaching the way they're preaching you right. know it's right. easy i think to come on sundays and and have our niche as to why we love being there right um and i think in a pastor's heart and mind you know i know in my own i'm often thinking well we need the ministry of the word um, but oftentimes you're talking about guys that communicate uniquely all of them do yeah. um, i'm going to preach differently than you are and you're going to preach differently than the next guy 100%. but within that i think for people to get a almost a a, a uh, behind the scenes understanding of how exposition was put together why certain things weren't focused on as much as that not so we can know all the nitty-gritty details but to help us actually understand the heart of why why shepherds are trying to feed sheep um, that should be the aim of us going through the exposition. So it's not to put any of my expositions on a pedestal or uh, to make me feel special, because again, I think there's far greater preachers that we could have sit in with us, but really to talk about within the local church, how are these things worked out, I think is really valuable because we have a lot of access to all sorts of pastors and so for, for sheep to be edified even further in the application of their pastor's sermons, yeah. I, I think it is of great benefit to the church today. 100%. Yeah. yeah. 
Well, I, I will take one of my roles as a co-host very seriously to make you feel exceptionally unspecial. <laughs> <laughs> good, good. I, I need humility all that's the right. time. Uh, yeah, 100%. Yeah, keep yeah. me humble. Oh, there we go. Hey, you know what? That's a full-time job. You yeah, know, that's good. <laughs> I believe it. <laughs> We're, you know, and here's the thing. We need to wrap up. But we also hope that the friendship David and I have is evident to you guys, too. Like, it's so good to have friendships within the local church friend people that you can be real with people you can laugh with people you can be serious with um and we just we just hope that 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 this this podcast for you is is all those things all those things wrapped up in a nice little christmas bow right absolutely merry christmas one and all (laughs) david you want to get us out of here man why don't you tell people where they can find info on the podcast yeah absolutely and websites and yeah we're we're on um facebook and instagram we're also on twitter is that correct yep yep Um, and we now have a website and they're all uh practica pod so if you search on social media for practica pod you'll be able to find it on those platforms you prefer um our website is practicapod.com so the same all throughout uh, all of them and we worked hard for that branding we really oh, did man. yeah so that it makes it easy <laughs> um and so wherever you listen or grab content you can go to those uh platforms and we'll even further put out um maybe you know some content around uh preaching and all that kind of stuff yeah 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 i'd love to do like video stuff you know just, just, just you know all of the all of the ways that david and i love to communicate yeah you know, and i think even use. you know on the website we'll likely have a spot where you can um either uh you know send us a message or give us some feedback i, I know that will be something of value so we can hear yep. you know what are the areas in which you're struggling to uh maybe a practically apply exposition right. whether at redeemer and it's personal um and you can even text me that question That's right. That's or right. yeah or if it's somewhere else and you have a question and we can encourage you further uh, at your local church yeah 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 all all criticism send to david all encouraging (laughs) things send to me there you go it's a great relationship yeah exactly i will shoulder that burden for you yeah i'll you know it'll further keep me humble yeah 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 i don't i don't want to bolster your pride or anything like that so i'll just take all the compliments hey you're just being consistent you know i am i am (laughs) i'm I'm being a loving you know it's what a loving brother would do and now everybody's already forgotten to go to practica pod practica you know on all of those places yeah Yeah, so and on that so people know (laughs) yeah absolutely well we hope this is encouraging to you i'm excited i think it's going to be a lot of fun and enjoyable uh and very beneficial all around so looking forward to it my man yeah me too thank you for listening yeah yeah and i'm sure we'll work out like a, a cool outro and stuff like that things to say but this is ep1 so until then we'll just say we'll see ya in 2022